Call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. How long have we known each other, Ken? I ever break a promise to you? I will put you in the driver's seat at Le Mans. You just shut your mouth and let me do my thing. All right. Morning, Shelby. Morning, Molly. Fuck yours. I'll go to hell. to 24 hours of Le Mans for the fifth consecutive year. Mr. Ford, Ferrari has a message for you, sir. What did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars in ugly factories. And uh, he called you fat, sir. We're gonna bury Ferrari at Le Mans. So the great Carol Shelby is gonna build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. And how long did you tell them you needed? Two or three hundred years? Ninety days. <laughs> Ford hates guys like us because we're different. Well, we heard he's difficult. Ken? No, no, Ken's a puppy dog. There's a problem. The computer will find it. Get some scotch tape and a ball of wool. What are they doing? Making your car faster. Ken Miles is not a Ford man. We're on the verge of something. And now you tell me that I can't have the best man in the world behind the wheel? Give me one reason why I don't fire everyone starting with you. Well, sir. We're lighter. We're faster. That don't work. We're nastier. Go ahead, girl. Go to war. What a plan. It's high risk. I thought the whole point was to win the damned race. If this were a beauty pageant, we just lost. Looks on everything. Hi, folks, this is the Big Swag, and you're listening to my main man, Robert, on Nostalgic Radio on Cars. And if you turn off the radio while he's on, I swear I'll come to your house, steal all your food, and take your animals. You better listen to him, or I'll come find you. And now... Hey, Rocky, 
Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Button up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tan Talk 1340.com, and you can see us live. Actually, you can see me live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. And it's raining tonight, so it's downtown rainy Clearwater. But anyway, hey, don't forget to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Good evening, Tommy. Hello, Robert. Boy, aren't we? We're so good. I'm so proud of you. We're down to the... We, we. you know, sometimes I get in here and I'm well-prepared. And there's other times when I come in and I'm quasi-prepared. And we get things down to the last minute. But I'll tell you what, Tommy does an amazing job. Gets his stuff all together. And uh, he's one of the best in the radio broadcasting business. As a matter of fact, speaking of radio broadcasting, this past weekend over at the uh, Smoky Bones restaurant over in uh, Clearwater... On Saturday afternoon, there was a Tampa Bay radio show reunion. So basically what it was, it consisted of a whole bunch of guys that were on local radio, including some guys from WTN. One showed up. One did show up. Hint, hint, Tommy. And uh, Tommy forgot. Cedric forgot. Uh, Bobby couldn't make it because he was in, uh, whatchamacallit. But I was amazed at how many people actually worked at WTN. And I actually met Arch Deal. And uh, he, worked, he did a show here at uh, WTN for a little bit. So WTAN, that's our little station here, is pretty well known. In fact, currently it stands as the oldest surviving radio station in the Tampa Bay area. And at one point, it has the distinction of being one of the oldest radio stations in the state of Florida. How about that? I think there's one other one that still exists, and it's over on the East Coast near Jacksonville or St. Augustine or something like that. Of course, St. Augustine would stand a reason since that's one of the oldest cities in the country. So having said that, uh, what did we do this past weekend? Well, I think what we'll do is we'll zip right into the Florida Car Show Minute because this is what's going on this weekend. So for all you guys that are uh, into vintage racing, HSR, Historic Sports Car Racing, has got the Classic 24 going on at Daytona this weekend. starts actually tomorrow. And uh, pretty amazing cars. This has grown into a major event. I mean, you've got some. If you went to the, to the direct races back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, well, actually, it was called the Continental 200, I think, back or Continental 400 back in the day in the 60s. But if you've been going to Daytona for a long time, particularly for the road races or Sebring uh, or any of the other races here in the United States, the 12-hour, the 24, the, cla- the HSR Classic 24 uh, is a pretty amazing event. It's kind of like a uh, throwback to the good old days. And uh, hint, hint, like the beginning of the uh, show, I played the trailer, which I've done probably a couple times this year, the trailer for Ford versus Ferrari. Now, that is coming out, I believe, uh, the 15th. And uh, yes, there will be some Ferraris there. And yes, there will be some Cobras and Shelbys and Ford GTs there and some pretty amazing cars from all over the world. This has actually gotten to be a world-class event because this is at Daytona. The only other event is that's comparable would be the uh, Le Mans Classic, 24-hour Le Mans Classic, which is, I think, every other year at Le Mans. And uh, so you'll have a lot of legendary race car drivers, uh, particularly ones that are still around. You will also have some of the cars that actually race back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s show up there. So it's pretty cool. And, and they race 
24 hours. But it's not like a 24-hour straight-through race. It's basically you race through the evening in groups. So you'll run like uh, two-hour stints. And uh, so you drive for a couple hours, you park, the next group goes out, and then they park, and the next group goes out, depending on whether you're in sports car, GT class, prototype class, or whatever class you might be. But that's exciting. That's the HSR Classic 24 this weekend. If you want to find out where all the cool stuff's going on, just don't forget to check out floridacarshows.com. Good friends of ours over there in Orlando. Uh, Turkey Rod Run's coming up in a couple weeks. I think Zephyr Hills is this weekend for you swap meet junkies. And how about a belated happy Veterans Day to all the fighting service people and the people in the military that have basically put their lives on the line um, to defend this country, this great country of ours. And I want you to think about that for a second. This great country of ours, America, America the Beautiful. Now, we just had uh, Bill Cochran was on a few minutes ago, and I think his show is an hour before mine. It's called Only in America. Or the only, yeah, Only in America. Right, Tommy? I think he's nodding his head yes. And uh, that's a good show. You know, it gets a little political. I try to stay away from that a little bit, but everybody knows where I stand. I'm a right wing gun carrying conservative. Bang, bang, shoot him up. Let God sort him out. That's kind of my philosophy. Got no time for this stuff. And, uh, and I feel that way about some of those politicians that are out there that are screwing things up for the last four years and done absolutely nothing except waste uh, taxpayers' dollars, and they should be fired. They should be incarcerated. All right, enough of that. No more in politics. Anyway, let's see. Uh, so what did we do this past weekend? Well, okay, so I went to the radio show thing. I met Arch Deal, and he's a pretty cool guy. He's 90-some-odd years old. I've invited him to come on my show, and uh, he's been a broadcaster, newscaster. He's a former military uh, Air Force pilot and a skydiver. In fact, he has the distinction of falling out of an airplane. I shouldn't say falling out, jumping out of a perfectly good uh, operational airplane and uh, plummeting to the uh, to the uh, bottom of the top of the globe surface there, the Earth, and his parachutes um, defected. They didn't work. He survived. This was 1975. He told me the story. It's pretty cool. And you know, like most guys, that uh, guys, guys, men, okay, we fall off the horse or the bicycle, we get back on it and ride. And so that's naturally what he did after about a year or so. And, you know, when he kind of rearranged his body and got it back to normal again, where he could walk on, you know, like a homo sapien, or a little bit more straight up than a homo sapien, I should say, uh, he jumped out of an airplane again. He did that for a couple more years, and then uh, guess what? Parachute failed. Then he was scrambling to get the uh, ditch that chute, and then he tried to get the other one, the safety chute up. And by the time it did finally open, he was a little too close to uh, Earth. And uh, he kind of rattled the all his bones from below the waistline. So, But he survived it, and guess what he did? Yep, he waited about a year or so, got himself all back together again, got himself in an upright position, walking on all twos. Twos, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, the feet. And uh, started jumping out of airplanes again. He's done it all over the world, stadiums all over the world. He's very, very, very well-known guy. So I'm looking forward to having Mr. Arch Deal, the legendary Arch Deal on our radio show. Cleveland Wheeler was there. Uh, Jack Harris was there. You know, some other locals, well-known disc jockeys from some of the other radio stations were there. So it was pretty cool. Uh, we enjoyed it. The big thing that we did was the Cigar City Concourse. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was this past weekend. That was a lot of fun. But there was a couple other events going on. Bug Jam was going on this week. The St. Pete Yacht Club was going on. But yours truly was judging the Survivor class over at Vic Piano. Yeah, da, 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 keyboard, piano. Uh, Vic's uh, Cigar City Concourse Part 2 for the second year. So... Met a couple of really cool guys. As a matter of fact, we got one gentleman who's funny coming on the show. Now, you think I'm funny. I'm not really funny. Um, but this guy's funny. He's from Jersey. And, uh, you know, so he'll be a lot of fun. He's got some stories. He's also got his own radio show. But a very interesting guy. He's a um, 
well, I don't want to say an illusionist, but uh, he does. Um, he's an artist, automotive artist. So looking forward to having this gentleman on the show here in a few minutes. And um, so the Cigar City Concourse was pretty cool. There's some really neat cars. There was a 1929 Packard Roadster there. I was just absolutely enthralled with. There was a 37 Lincoln Zephyr three-window coupe. Now, that's a stunning-looking car. That's got some great lines. Uh, Sergio brought who's uh restores corvettes as a rule um came over from the dark side and showed up with a stunning amazing all original with gobs and gobs of provenance paperwork and documentation probably one of the best examples of a 68 mustang 302 four barrel j code factory four speed car with optional headrest tack and gauge package i mean a really really stunning car in seafoam green just pretty in fact my friend hank was there and uh, Hank's a Shelby guy, like me, and a boss guy. And even I have, because I appraise cars, I have to know a lot about a lot of different cars. But Hank's kind of specialized and focuses pretty much on Fords, Lincolns, or I should say Fords, uh, Ford Mustangs, uh, Shelby's bosses, and Cougars. And he, when he, when someone like Hank says uh, this car was extremely well documented, then I'm impressed. Because I saw the paperwork and I said, wow, there's stuff there I haven't seen. But someone like Hank, who's a little bit more in-depth and involved with, with the Mustangs and the Shelbys, um, from a detailed perspective, if he says he hasn't seen some of this paperwork, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, that's impressive. So a uh, big shout-out to Sergio because you have a pretty cool car. We even talked about it on the radio. So the world knows about it now, so it's not a secret. And guess where he found it? He found it on barnfinds.com. Now, I go to that website every once in a while, you know, and there's stuff scattered all over the world. In fact, we were had this discussion, and I think you're going to see this more and more. You're going to see as there's this generational shift and older guys get to the point and come to the realization that they can't fix the stuff that they've stashed and squirreled away for the last 40, 50, 60 years and accumulated tons of parts. It's basically like you open the door, you throw the stuff in, you close the door, you open the door again, you throw more stuff in, you keep pushing it further, further, further back. You forget you even have a car in it because there's all the boxes of parts and stuff and cool goodies. And hey, wait a minute, yours truly is guilty of that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sports fans, race car fans, I do that all the time. I just get something. I'm not sure where I'm going to put it. I'll, I'll get to it later. Open the door, in there, piles up, and there's like, I don't know. Um, and I got stuff everywhere. So one of these days I'm going to have to collect all my marbles and, you know, kind of consolidate and figure out what I got, what I'm going to keep. And, uh, yeah, oh, wait a minute. I need to look at this clock here, see how long I'm going to live. I don't even know. I'm 63. What's up, Tommy? What? Yep, yeah, I'm 63. I just, I just. So then I maybe just, you actually lost your marbles. But I lost, yeah, I lost my marble. Yay! All right, yeah, that was that little buzzer thing. Anyway, um, yeah, I probably have lost my marbles, um, but I do. There's a few of them out there. I still know where they're at. I got to collect them. But that's, anyway, that's what I was gonna say. Is that what you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, there's uh, so there's a lot of cars. I feel, and so if there's something you've always wanted, and you're not young enough to enjoy it, and you've got enough energy left in you to maybe possibly restore it, not restore it. Just leave it alone. Just put it back together. Get it run the road. Drive it. Because that's what I resign myself to the fact. I'm not restoring anything anymore. I'm just going to get it going, drive it, enjoy it, and have fun with it. And that's the cool part about it. And uh, do that. But there, I'm sure there's some really wicked stuff going to pop up and surface here within the next uh, three to five years. You're going to be pretty amazed. I know. Excuse me. Um, I already know of some pretty wicked stuff. Let's see. Uh, I think that about covers it for the first 20-some-odd minutes. So what do we got on the uh, cute turn them up table there? Well, that's a good question, Robert. I was a little confused by your notes. Oh, um, doggone it. I was going to put Vehicle Baby, but then I think... Ah, yes. you play. This is a this great is song. Correct. This is very good. Okay, hey, enjoy this. This is a, a old Kip... 
Adada song. Tommy's laughing because he remembers this out of the 80s. Hiding in the wall. Hey, turning into nostalgic radio cars. I'll touch that dial. This is funny. Oh, let me tell you about a roach. With a female roach, his only thoughts to seduce her. He's an insect Casanova, a prolific producer. He's got a shiny back that's harder than granite. <laughs> He's just about indestructible, damn it. He's a roach. He was standing at the corner of Under and Sink. All mean and unshaven, he was looking for a drink. He had a dent in his neck from a month ago when the maid caught him napping and stomped him on the floor. Once I threw a party, he showed up real drunk, leaned across my wet bar and called me a punk. Well, I took his remark rather tongue-in-cheek, but just to be safe, I made his next drink weak. He was mean. Come enjoy the best brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Okay, we're back. Yeah, well, the state animal of Florida is a cockroach, in my opinion. Uh, I can say that because I came from California, but we used to, our state animal used to be a bear. It is now <laughs> California state animals, a Mexican jumping bean. Uh-oh, I'm going to get nailed for that one. But anyway, hey, I don't care. It's my radio show. I'm too old to worry about it anymore. So uh, let's talk about cars. Cars, 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 cars. That's what this show is all about. Nostalgic radio and cars. In fact, I played that old Zoom there from Kipadada. He did a couple of those kind of funny songs, you know, kind of like, um, what was the one Mr. Jaws, I think they did back in the day. And uh, so at any rate, uh, I did that because the guy that's coming on the show this evening is a funny dude. And I figured he'd appreciate uh, comedy. So having said that, uh, let me tell you something about I, I did a diminished value on a, or I'm working on a diminished value report because, as you guys know, I do diminished values, total losses. And appraisal reports. And I got one that I'm working on. I won't say anything about it just yet, but I will when I get back because I'm maybe going out of the state for a day to go do a very, very special car. Excuse me. At any rate, uh, chicken. You know, chicken does that stuff to you with barbecue sauce. any rate, um, tasty chicken from our good friends over there at the Rib Shack Barbecue at, hey, for you hemi guys, 426 
West Bay Drive. Now, even though they're tearing up downtown Largo again, not quite sure what they're doing that for, but they're revamping it. But don't forget, if you want some super groovy, tasty barbecue, check out my good buddies over there at uh, the Rip Shack Barbecue. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and chances are you get a free drink with your meal. Also this weekend, there's a car show in Largo. I think it's sponsored by the, it just popped into my head here, um, sun, Saturday at uh, Largo Park, and I think it's put on by the PTAC, Pinellas County Technical Institute. So that should be pretty interesting. And if you're in the trucks, there's some big truck thing going on someplace. And, of course, if IG will send me a text, I'll announce where it is because I'm not quite sure where it is, but IG's listening, and he's a big trucker dude. So, uh, anyway, all right, back to the diminished value here. I'm do, doing a 2019 Lexus GX460. Beautiful car. Well, while our car was hitting the back, it was actually, actually light tap. Keep in mind, a new car, light tap, you know, it's going to have a diminished value. It's got a dirty Carfax. Dirty Carfax, I mean, car loses a lot of money, especially a current year car. So if you guys got any cars that have been crashed and hit and fixed, they're not worth what they were before the accident. Visit GulfstreamMotorsports.com and contact me, and I will come out there and I will write a report so that you can hopefully, with a little bit of a fight, which is fun, you know, let's just call it a game, uh, you'll get yourself reimbursed by the at-fault insured for crashing your car and diminishing the value of your prize possession. Having said that, I think Tommy's going to fire up that stereo one more time, and we're going to go ahead and get our guests on here because I actually went a few minutes overdue, but that's okay. Hey, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And how about a little cool music? Oh, yeah. Let's go back a hundred years to some of the, uh, since we're almost in 1920, or 2020. Let's go back to 1920. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Hidden Cars. Enjoy some 20s, 30s jazz. idea? Robin Hood. Yeah. Robin Hood in Chicago. No, no, no. No bows and arrows. None of that. Easy. 
Let's take it easy. You think that's wild? Well, they went and did it. Called it, now get this, Robin and the Seven Hoods. Frank Sinatra is Robin. It's like when they started the United States, you know, they put all the states together and they made one union. And I'm like the uh, first president. Give my regards to Martha. Dean Martin is Little John. Sammy Davis Jr. is Will Scarlet. Alan Adale, you know who they got? Bing Crosby, for heaven's sakes. You're a very popular man, Mr. Robbo. An honest-to-goodness Robin Hood. Who's made Marion, you ask? Barbara Rush. I know I get the feeling I'm being had. Now take it easy, fellas. This is just a trailer. Let the management hasten to assure you that this Robin maintains the same high ideals as his literary progenitors. Take, for example, the emphasis on civic spirit. My kind of town. Chicago! My kind of town. Chicago! And for a great big hunk of old-fashioned, red-blooded sentiment, you'll have to go a long way to match this one. But I'd say a man who loves his mother is mad enough for me. What's your racket? I'm a brain surgeon. What boy wouldn't thrill at this stirring call to the manly art of self-defense? Could anyone doubt a production that includes an ethical exhortation of this caliber? Take it from me, don't be a do batter up, do batter up, do batter you put your foot on that ladder that leads you to that place. Tireless in their search for uplifting themes, our stars even find time for the sartorial virtues. To polish it all off, a screen full of pretty faces. Though she came from Charleston, Charleston, Charlotte couldn't Charleston, couldn't Charleston to save her soul. This is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver Adam Carolla telling you I love cars and I love nostalgic radio and cars. Okay, we're back from the Roaring Twenties, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Hey, wait a minute. We forgot that sound effect. You find that Jetsons thing? Uh, <laughs> it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. Well, j- j- d- Tommy's trying to find that sound effect. Uh, this gentleman is an automotive artist. He's funny, and he actually hosts his own radio show called Every Car Has a Story. I have said that over and over and over. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening my new best buddy from New Jersey, Landa Frank Sinatra, Joe Pep. Hey, Joe, what's up? Hey, listen, I'll tell you, that virtual reality dressing room 
yeah. is just fantastic. And the donuts are great. I think they were donuts I was eating. Well, yeah, but, they were those uh, those big fat things with uh, cream vanilla inside, right? You had one of those yesterday, didn't you? Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Now, Mrs. Pep is listening, so no, I, I didn't. <laughs> I saw them at a I saw them at a distance. Uh, I illustrated it like the old Bugs Bunny uh, cartoons, where uh, Bugs is hungry and he tears out a piece of steak from an advertisement and he eats it. So. That's what I did. But, you know, just to clarify, uh, yeah, grew up in New Jersey and uh, lived in Connecticut. Met my lovely bride-to-be up there many years ago, back in the 80s. That's 1980s, not 1880s. Okay. And uh, now we're, uh, I'm talking to you uh, live from beautiful and just like you, rainy Wilmington, North Carolina. Not to be confused with Wilmington, Delaware, right? No, 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 no. They got the bridge. We have the ocean. So, is is Wilmington, that's, that's, North Carolina? Are you on the coast? We're uh, our my uh, studio office is eight minutes from the intercoastal waterway. Oh wow! And one mile as the crow flies uh, from the Atlantic Ocean. Wow! And, uh, I'm a proud member of the Antique Automobile Club of Cape Fear. So I'm the only uh, I'm the only uh, member that's a uh, Hemmings uh, commissioned artist and uh, radio and podcast host. So. All right, I'm going to say this. Here, see, tell me what movie this came from. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Okay. Come on, you should know that. You just mentioned it. Oh, uh, come on! Okay. That that De Niro dude was in there, and he from Jersey too, or is he from New York? I think he's from New York. He's one of those kind of guys, huh? He's one of them. No, but you know He's what? He's one of those Burroughs guys. Movie. Cape Fear like with that? Nick Nolte and... Uh, and uh, oh, Cape Fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cape, okay, okay. Yeah, but, you know, you were playing you were playing that trailer to Robin and the Seven Hoods. Yeah, that was a good movie. I saw that when I was a kid. Yeah, um, me too. And you, and as you know, it's uh, Talking Pictures just came out when we were kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, my mom and dad, they took me to that movie, even though I think it was rated M for mature audiences, uh, because it had old cars in it. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, uh, well, we can't get the babysitter, so, okay, we'll take them to an M-rated movie. And, you M, know, for, of course, M, for, you know, M for Motorhead, right? Motorhead. That's uh, right. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, is that back then, you know, you looked at it as a kid, and it's like everything looked period correct, you know, Frank uh-huh. Sinatra and Bing Crosby, and they were lovable gangsters. It's like when you walked out of the theater, if they had a recruitment office, it's like, join up and be a gangster. People yeah. would be lining up out the street, you know? Absolutely. So that, that, was, that, that was a great, that was a great movie. Great as I, movie, and... As I make myself comfortable here, so tell us a little bit. Tell us some. Fill us up with some more lies, tales, and stories about yourself. Ah, wives' tales. Wives' tales. Wives' tales. Wives' tales. Well, why do they call it uh, wives' tales? Do wives have tales? Um, I don't know. Well, how about Caddy Corner? I don't even want to get into that one. Caddy. But uh, (laughs) I worked uh, twenty years in advertising, twenty years in publishing. Uh, I was an art director for Archie Comic Books. And uh, we did these uh, books called graphic novels. 
so what was great was that we went into the archives and we got we had actual comic books from 1941 and uh, it was to you would have to design these graphic novels from the period that the uh, stories were from. And they're hilarious. It's, uh, as Jay Leno would always say, hilarious, hilarious. And uh, the uh, the ones from the 50s are funny, 60s, 70s, all the way up to, um, I, I think, up to 20, 2001, I believe. I, uh, I left there in, uh, in 2010. But uh, it was it was just a lot of fun and uh, great stories and uh, I recommend any uh, you know new parents out there hey looking for uh, something for the kid to toss across the room and try to tear the pages out get them a digest book. Well, now are we but, talking uh, the Archies like with uh, Veronica and Reginald and Archie and uh, that's Jughead? Right. That's, that's, that came out in the forties. Nineteen forty-one. Archie the the urban legend is that Archie Conner really? started World War Two. Right. They he started the war. Before. Wow. Not really, <laughs> but that's what they always say. But the first issue came out December 1st, 1941. Interesting. And, uh, you know, it, it was uh, modeled uh, after uh, Bob Montana, who was an artist, and he modeled after his school pals. And then they borrowed things from uh, the, uh, what do you call it, Henry Aldridge, you know, and, and you know it's it's one of these things. It was a huge success. And then uh, you know years later, and always uh, as an artist, you do this thing called freelance. A freelance is you do this work at home and uh, just being married and and uh, having having the kids. You know you always need extra money. You know so uh, Mrs. Pep says uh, I think uh, it's birthday time. I think you need to get some more jobs. Okay. So I would draw cars, and always loved going, going to car shows. And um, back in 2009, Mark McCourt from Hemmings calls me up, and the first thing I said to him was, "Mark, I love Hemmings. I got a subscription. I don't need any more." He says, "No, we want to do an editorial," and that's how the ball uh, got rolling for me. And uh, in 20, uh, 2010, I joined the circus, <laughs> started my own business, and um, never looked back. And I love it. I love it. I met so many great people. And, uh, hey, thanks for that check. And it was great to meet you, too. <laughs> but what got me interested, what got me interested in, as my grandfather would say, old-time cars. Now, my grandfather was born in 1899. So you, you think about it, it's like as a kid, he saw the airplane come about, the automobile come about, uh, the First World War, the Roaring Twenties, um, the stock market crash, World War II, I mean, all through the 20th century. But, you know, he would always say to me, and my nickname uh, was Peppy, he says, Peppy, you behave yourself, and Mom and Dad will let you watch Elliot Ness Robert Stack and the Untouchables, you know? And I mean, here it is, 1959, I'm five years old, and I'm seeing these ancient cars with huge headlights, and i never seen anything like that in town. And I was com completely falling in love with these cars, and that's how it all started. And then uh, 
in the in the sixties. Dad took me to the uh, nineteen sixty four sixty five World's Fair, and that's the first time in my life I ever saw concept cars. And my dad, uh, he always said to me, he says, maybe you'll be driving one of these cars when you get older. And it's, uh, you know, I always thought, you know, like Jetsons and flying cars and things like that. But that part really got to me in the World's Fair. And I tell people uh, when I'm on the air, it's like, go to YouTube, look up World's Fair, look up World's Fair 1939-1940. Look how how the cars were uh, designed. Look how the cars were designed in the mid '60s. You know, educate yourself. So many dumbbells out there. Next question. Uh, let me ask you. For okay. Ten down and twenty to go. Uh, swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So I'll help you. Heck yeah. Okay. Why okay, not? okay. Uh, just to digress for a second, you talk about Archie Comics, and um, I was a, there was a. On Saturday, we had the thing that uh, we were setting up over there for uh, Vic's uh, uh, concourse, Cigar City concourse. But I had to duck out for a little bit because they actually had a Tampa Bay radio show reunion. One of the guys that I met there, besides some of the other local uh, disc jockeys from way back when and radio show hosts, was a guy that was, uh, and I don't know how we got in the subject, but the subject of Blondie came up, the cartoons. And Chick Young started that. I'm not sure. Did that originate up in your area or is that someplace else in the country? I'm not sure what. Well, Chick- what, uh, what happened was is that uh, they start off. I met Stan Drake, who lived in Westport, Connecticut, and uh, he can copy the style of Blondie. Okay. So King Features, who owns the licensing rights, hired him, and I met him. And uh, just, just you know, the uh, the old school cartoonists are are just fantastic. And what's happening now? is that the, uh, you know, newspapers are dying out. And at one time, the comic strips were the ones that, uh, to draw readers in, back in the 1880s, they just introduced color into the newspapers. So what a better way to get more readership than putting in comics. Uh, Yellow Kid was one of the uh, first um, comics in newspapers. And then, you know, it's like as time goes on, then you're having more and more and more comics appearing in the uh, Sunday Funnies, you know, Terry and the Pirates, uh, uh, Dick Tracy, Snuffy Smith, uh, Blondie, uh, Little Nancy, you know, Nancy and Sluggo, Popeye, you know, uh, Dondi, you know, and... um, Beetle Bailey? What about Beetle Bailey when he came around? Yeah, Beetle Bailey, Mm -hmm. Beetle Bailey, uh, Mort Walker. Uh, I met Mort Walker at a Comic-Con in New York uh, many years ago. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you hate to say it, but it's like, hi, Mort, I'm your biggest fan. You, know? <laughs> it's like, you sound like a jackass. But the thing is, is that, you know, you're telling them truly how you feel. And, you know, I worked with a lot of talented people back then. And, you know, the editors and the publishers and uh, the cartoonists. And see, the difference I always felt like in advertising was like you went to Annapolis, you know, and you had the epaulets and you had the sharp-looking uniform. And then when you worked at uh, in a comic book company, it felt like I was working in a mash unit, you know, a bunch of goofballs. <laughs> but, they, but they were great, you know. And one of the things was is that when I was uh, being interviewed uh, with Mark McCord at uh, Hemmings for the first time, it's the October 2009 issue of Hemmings. Sorry, folks, I'm not in the centerfold shot. 
Oh, but I was man. telling. Yeah, I know, I know. The uh, well, the great parts is where the staples are, but you know, then you get <laughs> cuts on your fingers. But uh, moving right along, the uh, uh, I was telling Mark McCourt how the comic book industry used automobiles to get the kids to look at the books. So with Archie. Uh, uh, you know, they would put uh, Stingrays on the cover and Avantis and um, Corvettes. So they did a, uh, a Hemmings Daily blog called uh, Archie's Cool Rides. Oh, really? And that was in September 2009. Yeah. Well, and, um, and it shows you all these covers. It got permission from the, the publishers at that time. And, um, you know, it's uh, you never know with kids. Who's going to pick up on something? You know, it's like you may see a, a kid may see a cover of, say, a Marvel or an Archie or uh, Dark Horse comics, and they could say, wow, I, I really, really uh, love how that artist illustrated. Matter of fact, I have one of my uh, buddies on, Fernando uh, Ruiz, uh, who's an artist. He works at the... Uh, not only does it work in the comic book industry, but he works for Joe Kubert School of Design up in New Jersey. That's Joyzy. Joyzy. And um, he was talking about, you know, how he draws cars and how he has to get it fitted right in so it matches the time period. And, um, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Well, the reason I brought that up is because this gentleman uh, worked for Dean Young, who is Chuck Young's son. And right. I, w I was going to try to segue into, you know, that era, but also... Have you ever, since you talked about Comic-Con, did you ever get a chance to meet, is it Stan Lee, the Marvel Comics? Good, good story. Good Very sto good story here. Okay. Um, I worked with John D'Agostino. Not John D'Agostino, the Hollywood car designer who, who was on my show last November. Okay. But uh, John was, uh, he worked for Timely Comics, which used to be Marvel. Okay. And this was... Back in the day when comics were comics, it's uh, uh, what I was always told was that if uh, if you were a Norman Rockwell, you did work for Saturday Evening Post, Look Magazine, uh, Better Homes and Gardens. If you were a, a very good artist, you you did advertisements for the ad agencies and for the greeting cards. And if you were an alcoholic, you you worked in the comic book industry in the forties. <laughs> you were you know. Now they're superstars. Now they're superstars. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe that all these superhero movies have been around going on uh, 30 years ago. And now look where they're at, you know. Uh, but John D'Agostino uh, was a letterer. So one day when um, we were, uh, I was going on the train and I'm I pick up the New York Post. And this was like for the very first Spider-Man coming out and they reproduced the very first uh spider-man book and um this was handled by stan blake and uh i see this name uh letter in johnny d and it's like who's johnny d and i'm like oh my god that's john d'agostino so he walks in the office i would pick up artwork from him when i used to live in connecticut bring it down to the office or sometimes he would come down and visit and uh he would uh we get this comic book, and it's like, 
Hey, Johnny D, how you doing? You think a guy with a big greasy pompadour and all, and he starts <laughs> laughing. He says, who told you? And we showed him the magazine. He goes, hey, you son of a bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> but uh, he worked with Stan Lee when Stan, Stan Lee was a gopher. Wow. And uh, so that's as close as I ever got. But I know a lot of people that have uh, uh, spoken with him and shook, uh, shook his hand. And, I mean, this man was a... You know, he's a superstar, and, uh, you know, he went out, he went out with a glorious bang in the comic book industry. But, you know, it's like with the automobile illustrations and that, it's uh, when uh, I get a call and someone wants a, a commission, commission me to draw a Phaeton 733 or a 54 Cadillac, and uh, I the first questions I always ask is, what part of a car is your favorite part? Is it the front of the car, a three-quarter view of the uh, the front, a three-quarter view of the back? Some people like taillights. Mm-hmm. Some people like grills, you know? Um, and I always try to fit their budget. And then, uh, you know, working in graphic design since 73, uh, 1973, not 1873. Mm. The uh, logo design, which I love, and... Uh, you know, uh, Vic Piano commissioned me to do the logo for the Cigar City. And uh, now here's a guy that, as you know, when you talk to me, has that gravelly New York accent. And he calls me up and he goes, Joe. I go, hey, Vic, how's things? And he goes, I love it. And that <laughs> is the sign of success, you know. And he was great to work with, you know. And it's uh, as a designer, logo designer or illustrating an automobile. Um, you have to listen to your client as to what they want, you know, and uh, do the job right the first time or don't do it at all. And uh, and I see, and what I do on my Facebook page, I see other fantastic artists. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll share the post, let other people know about it. Uh, I met a very talented young lady years ago named Kayla Randy, Dancer out of Montana and up and coming at that time automotive artist and um, she does this beautiful watercolor work and she's out of Montana and we've had her on the show and we also had her as a, a segment reporter so she she likes to collect cars mm. so it's like finding lost puppies on the highway it's like oh look a 49 shoebox Ford. I gotta have that you know and she's out in Montana, and um, you know, a hardworking, hardworking uh, girl. And I, and I said, "How would you like to be a part of our show uh, to get the younger people in?" You know, because it's like if you go, uh, you know, as you know, you go to a, a concourse event. You know, you have people in there. You know, well, you have, we had a young man that was sixteen at the concourse okay and then you have people that are up in their 80s so you know you got to keep got to get that that young blood in and um you know what she'll do what kayla will do is she'll video the automobile one of the automobiles that she has or a car that uh, she finds in the area and talks to the owner so then the public can see of course as you know with podcasts the owner can see what the car looks like and then she does research, and she'll send to me, you know, advertisements for that period. So 
you know, the uh, people will see what the what the car looked like in 1965 or 49 or advertisements and that. But uh, you know, it's like uh, I, I was. My parents were, uh, you know, if you can help others, why not? What, what what does it take? You know, if you can point them in the right direction, what what does it take? You know. And then, of course, it's like when we were talking at on the uh, show field this week, and you asked me which way the Porter Johns were, and I was pointing <laughs> the highway. You know, I figured, well, he'll find out sooner or later. <laughs> you, you said the row of trees with cactus. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's right. That's what the it row was. of trees. The ones the that, with the, trees. the prickly, the prickly trees. Anyway, we oh, got. Sorry, we got. We got. When that wind kicked up, I know. know I, I hate when that happens. Yeah. 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 Uh, we got a minute or two left. Why don't you tell us about uh, every car has a story? Now, I know you can talk really, really fast in two minutes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> every car has a story. I was approached uh, to, uh, to host a show, Every Car Has a Story, and everybody has a story. And, you know, it's uh, from, uh, you know, my dad had this, my uncle had this, my grandfather had this, but... What I say on the air is is that every car ever made is a museum time capsule on four wheels. You're standing next to a, a, a 1965 Corvette that you're looking at the top of technology for sports cars for that model year. You're looking at style, you know, technology, color, what was popular in color. And then the second part is, what was going on in the world? Well, you know, it's like yeah, Lyndon Johnson was president, uh, Vietnam was going on. So it's an outdoor history lesson, and I always promote family. You know, get the kids away from the TV, the computer, bring them to a Cars and Coffee, bring them to a car show, and spend time with them, talk with them. Car guys love to talk about their machines. And uh, it's it's a wonderful experience. Now, the difference between a car show and a concourse is that uh, you're seeing cars that, well, they should be in museums. But there they are. My favorite from the the concourse was the uh, 42 uh, Lincoln uh, owned by Jim Reed near Neck of the Woods. I mean, here's Art Deco at its best. Here's a machine that was uh, created um, in January of 42. And if our listeners don't know what happened in the automotive industry in January 42. That was the last month that they were making automobiles. And then the next month they started tooling up for making bombers and tanks and planes and everything for the war effort. So, you know, there's so much. And we get guests on from uh, there's a, a young lady, uh, Frankie Waters. Her and her father were storing a Mustang. You know, Frankie's not a known celebrity, but... Her and her father are working on a car, and then we'll uh, we'll have people on our show. Like, uh, let me get some uh, names. We've had um, Tony Dow was on talking about his Corvair, uh, Fireball Tim, who designs uh, movie cars. Uh, we've had uh, Greg August. Uh, Greg, he looks for cars. You call him up, he'll look for a car for you. Uh, Warren Hubler completely restored a forty-eight. Cadillac torpedo back. This car is beautiful. It's like an emerald green. And uh, he was he was at Hershey. We have a segment reporter, uh, Mark Stone, from the United Kingdom. And he'll send videos over from, um, from the UK. Cars I've never seen over here. Uh, 
uh, Kayla Rain Dancer has her spot. And uh, in January, if everything goes right, we'll have a new studio, and it'll be the FLR uh, uh, Classic Car Collection in Wilmington, North Carolina. So we'll be broadcasting live from a Classic Car showroom. Super. Uh, we had Reeves Calloway on. Uh, we've had Angel, uh, Angela Babla. Uh, she has a small uh, uh, SoCal uh, car show on uh, NBC affiliate. Uh, we've had uh, John Gardner. You know, they, he's talking about, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, how to repair a car. You know, that goes hand in hand. You know, so uh, it's a lot of fun. Then, then uh, a good buddy of mine here in Wilmington, uh, Michael Hamby, he came down in his 29 uh, Model A Roadster. And he's won several awards, one over in Hilton Head, I believe it was last year. So it's like there's so many stories that I, I really think it would take hundreds of years to do everything. You know. Well, on that note, but Pep, it, i got to say goodbye because we are up against the clock right now. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. But you hey, got to come you got to come back on again. All right? Thank you, sir. Happy motoring, everybody. Absolutely. Check out my buddy, Cho. Pep, every car has a story. Thanks for coming on this evening. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgia Getting Cars. Don't forget, every Tuesday night here on the Tantalk Radio Network. Between 7 and 8 p.m. for the most fascinating legendary names in motorsports. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.